Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome in to this Sunday night edition of the Steelers Q&A. Back on Sunday night, as we are most of the time during the offseason, it's Jeremy Betts here with you uh, for this episode. And uh, I'm going to be joined by uh, one of our favorites here at the Steel Curtain Network. I'm sure one of your favorites as a listener as well. It's my good buddy, Shannon White. Shannon, a fun day of, of a fun day of Sunday action with without Steelers uh getting in the way of it you know we got to watch a bunch of different games and see a bunch of different results and some were favorable some were not so favorable but i don't know i I don't know about you but it was nice to have a a sunday break from steelers action Mm -hmm. um uh so go ahead and tell us uh how you're feeling about uh the steelers and 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 everything going on right now in the nfl well first off i want to say that jeremy you look mighty snazzy you look dapper in your stiller sweater. I mean, I, I really like it. Yes. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> and, and, um, I know your middle name has got to be, you want to. Oh, right? hundred percent. Yeah. You know, Jeremy, you want a bit. And you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's how we are when we watch a stiller game, you know? Yeah. Um, now I, I've been, uh, it, like you said, it was nice to have a day that just to watch football and, you know, like I said, I'm not really concerned about <clears throat> who won or who lost and how it affects the Steelers' playoff season because this is not really a playoff team. <clears throat> if they sneak in, so be it. I don't really think they're going to get much benefit from it, or I normally would say they would, but with Pickett missing most of this time, that's what they need. You know, they need cohesion yeah. and to build off that. Well, they're not building anything because they got so many players injured. Um, we're starting to see a lot of the cracks in the foundation. And, you know, we've had a little bit of fool's gold this year. Yeah. And when you watch the games today, and I'm sure a lot of people watch the same games we did, you see what football teams playing together, executing together, all those things, what it looks like that we haven't seen this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, it it's just one of those things with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year that they're in an AFC that can absolutely be had if only they could yep. have just put it together this year. And so it's disappointing. 
Uh, but you also see that this is not a team built for January football. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. not uh, on either side of the ball. And we thought if at least if anything, the defense would be that, but I don't even, I can't even say that the defense is there, Shannon, you know, I think we're at that point where maybe there's just been so it's been so many years now where the defense has just picked up for the offense and picked up for the offense where, uh, and the injuries mounting up, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, you can't, you can't underestimate. And I keep saying this uh, when people are yell, just absolutely losing it on them defense. You know, I mean, they only gave up 21 points against the Patriots um, and they're missing like every middle linebacker that they started the season with. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The only yeah. guy that's making plays for them uh, is a Landon Roberts that started the season and he's been hurt. So he's not mm-hmm. been 100% either. And when you lose that that core of your defense, the spine of your defense, when that starts to crumble and you've missed Mika Fitzpatrick up the middle as well, you've missed um, Cam Hayward up the middle, there's not been a lot of cohesion there. It's just not it's just not coming together this season for this team. And so either side of the ball, but um, I, I do think that uh, Joseph uh, who commented very, very first on our, on our show today, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to even try to say your last name, Joseph. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, very disappointed is, is how he feels. Uh, but do you feel our GM and staff overestimated our talent on this year's roster? That's a good question to start us off. Uh, Shannon, do you think this is a, a, roster talent issue or or what what do you think i think it's a uh, a three-tier problem i think it's a problem with it has been a problem with the front office which a lot of that was answered when kevin colbert finally retired and we've gotten into more of a modern uh way of team building roster building uh the way they handle the salary cap they quit kicking the can down the road you know we're going to see What's Omar Khan and Andy Weidel going to do with the Cameron Hayward situation, the contract situation this offseason? What are they going to do about Deontay Johnson? I know what they would have done under Colbert, but under Khan, I think hopefully it'll be different. Because if you can't get Cam down the road long enough, eventually it catches up with you. Then I think that he is absolutely right. Yeah, They overestimated the talent. I know I did. But it was because it's so many younger, unanswered questions. You're, you can only assume. We thought what we knew what we had with Kenny Pickett, but the, the yeah. offense scheme, the execution, nothing's been there, so we still have no answers. We expected progression from a few guys that we really haven't received. But again, it's part of an offensive package that, that was very infantile. Then you have a yeah. defense that the strength of the defense has been the linebackers outside and inside. And then a rash of injuries. Watts played most of the year hurt. Highsmith's mm-hmm. been hurt off and on. There's no difference maker on the defensive line at all. Hayward is no longer a difference maker because he come back from a serious injury and surgery. Uh, we see Benton's potential, but he's only a rookie. And then the secondary, again, is a weak spot. I mean, Joey Porter Jr., is the only NFL caliber press corner. And then you got Fitzpatrick playing out of position because of the decisions they made in the offseason. So looking at it, I see a problem from the front office. There's a problem in the coaching staff and a personnel on the field. So, yeah, to answer that question, I would say definitely overestimated. Yeah. 
but it's yeah. not the only problem. There's a problem above it and below it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking about this just the other day. It's like there are several hundred people that make up an organization, an NFL organization. You know what I mean? From mm -hmm. when you're talking about staffers to, to ownership, to management, to all the different pieces. And it's all a cohesive thing that has to be working together and on the same page. And I don't know. I, it's just felt like there have been pieces that are just a tick off these last few years in this organization. Um, and, and whether that's coming from the top or whether that's the coaches themselves, whether, you know, it's just the bits and pieces of, of addition that you're, you're adding into this, this team on a yearly basis. It doesn't seem like it's all meshed together like it has in, in previous years. Mm. And I think the biggest reason for that is uncertainty at the game's most important position, because when you have uncertainty at quarterback, you try to compensate everywhere else. And it starts to put a strain on, on players and, and, and pieces to a team that, that wouldn't typically happen. You know, when Roethlisberger's presence there covered up a multitude of, of issues, <laughs> I, no, I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, and so now that you've got a question mark at quarterback, everything else starts to starts to be magnified there as well. And going back to hundreds of people in an organization, if, if you have something, even the littlest minute thing off, it can trickle down through your whole organization. And there there's got to be oh, when we're as fans trying to just pinpoint, you know, we want, we want to be able to identify like one big issue. Um, that if you fix that issue, it's going to fix everything. Um, so you can start with the quarterback position. That's probably the biggest thing is what I'm getting at. But outside of that, there are so many moving parts to an NFL organization. It There's so many uh, variables to outcome that we can't sit here as fans and say we know everything. And so we can't give an ultimate answer on what to do next. But yes, I do believe an answer directly to this question that there was a little bit of an overestimation of the progress that the young players were going to make heading into this year. And a lot of that was spearheaded by fans. Um, so, you know, just another, another reason to, to call, take it down a notch and, and let it play out and then see what happens um, as, as the games continue. I have a feeling though, um, Shannon, that this Pittsburgh Steelers team is going to keep, uh, keep us engaged all year and then break our hearts in the end. What do you think? <laughs> uh, that's been the, frequent pattern uh for quite a yeah. few years now even when they got in we knew that they were going to get knocked out in the first round so uh but most years they get yeah. close and we're that last week means something but it don't quite work out but um I, I will say this i think we need to quit focusing on the quarterback um mm. i do not care who the quarterback is uh, you know everybody okay. has an agenda yeah. so if you're a pro kenny you're going to really argue for him if you're a Kenny hater, you're going to argue the opposite way. I don't care. I want to see the Steelers win. I want to see the Steelers be Super Bowl yeah. contenders and have an actual NFL offense again. It's been since 2018, really, since they had a real offense. 2020 was, yep. again, a year that started out. They were older team, had advantages. So they, during that COVID time and no fans, and, but you see they wasn't progressing, they wasn't growing. And then they digressed and it fell apart in the second part of the year. So, but 
when they drafted Najee Harris, they put the cart before the horse. Mm -hmm. You have to build both foundations, the offensive line and the defensive line. When they put, they drafted Najee, they put the cart before the horse. Um, If they go out and they try to get a quarterback, look at the Carolina Panthers. They drafted Young, who I thought was a bad choice anyway, but they put him on a god-awful team, and he has no chance to be successful. That's where the Steelers about are. I don't care what quarterback you bring in. You can bring in Kirk Cousins as a free agent. He's going to get killed in this offense. He he won't even believe it when he gets there. But they got to have a new offensive coordinator so they'll have a new scheme. But what I'm saying is they need to fix the foundations. They need another good draft and another good free agency period and get this stuff going in the right direction. The Browns brought back Joe Flacco off the retirement couch. (laughs) Yeah. And they're winning and he looks good. Uh, Browning, the backup for the Bengals. He's out there. He looks good. But again, they, they've got solid foundations and coaching staffs. The Steelers cannot claim to have either. Yeah. Yeah, they they really can't. And um, there's some argument to be made, I'm sure, for find the franchise quarterback and then filling around him. But sometimes you, you won't be able to tell if you've got the franchise guy or not until you yeah. have the pieces around him. So there are the you're getting occasions. beat down. Yeah. You're getting beat down and it stunts his confidence and his growth. Yeah. And then you never get that out of him. Yeah. I mean, I just believe if you put like Ben come on a already a championship caliber roster and Ben was the missing piece. If yeah. you've got that roster mm-hmm. or at least getting close to it, then the quarterback has more chance of success. Yep. Uh, I also think about recent examples that, that hint towards what you're saying here. Kansas City Chiefs championship team around Alex Smith. Alex Smith wasn't the guy. Patrick Mahomes steps in and they're Super Bowl every year. You know, (laughs) they're in Super Bowl contention every year. But didn't Um, Alex Smith make like three straight playoffs? He did make the playoffs. Yeah, he won the championship. Yeah, Yeah, they needed that little bit more talent. They were there. And then I think also the Buccaneers, right? They had this this incredible roster around Jameis Winston. And Winston wasn't the guy. You bring in Tom Brady, they're Super Bowl champions. The Rams, great roster around Stafford. Jared Goff. Yep, yep. Yeah, you bring in Stafford. And so I, I totally get that that line of thinking. And now I think about the Chargers, right, who they found who they think could be the guy, who they pretty sure is the guy in Justin Herbert, but just not enough pieces around him exactly. to make it work. Exactly. Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett. I mean, the list goes on and on. So it really pushes towards – towards what you're saying here but as far as the problem is of all these quarterbacks, top quarterbacks, and they're getting paid top money. Herbert's getting paid top money already, but yeah. he doesn't have the roster around him. Right. See, that, that's where you yep. got to be so careful uh, that, you know, they picked him before they had the roster and they keep trying to get there, but now he's getting paid big money. So now you lost yeah. that. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's uh, start answering some questions here, um, and we'll just kind of go through some. Um, Afton Forrett, a regular listener of basically every show. Afton, you're awesome. We yes. uh, love you here at the Steel Curtain Network. Um, who will be possibilities at center next year, whether free agency or the draft? While we were talking, I pulled up a list of the draft prospects at center. 
because I really think that's the direction you need to go. Um, there, I'm sure the free agency list will will be there as well. So I'm just going to list a couple guys. Shannon, I don't know uh, if you've done a lot of looking ahead in this regard, but you, you've got Cedric Van Praan, who if you listen to the Steelers fix with myself and Andrew Wilbar, we're very high on him as really just kind of a plug and play center. Um, you've got, you've got Jackson powers from Oregon, who is, is really good. Um, Zach Frazier, uh, from West Virginia. Yep. Zach Frazier from West (laughs) Virginia. That's, that's a guy to watch as well. Um, here, um, I was, I was talking about him with a, with a friend the other day, um, who absolutely, thinks that this is the guy to save the Pittsburgh Steelers at center. Um, and I, I was, you know, looking at, he kind of fits that Steeler mold. He's not huge, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's six, two, three Oh six. He's, he's got that movement ability. He's, mm-hmm. he's kind of their, their athletic center prototype that they like to, to pick up. He could definitely be a guy they target. I know a guy that you've, you've watched his career uh, with interest as well. Zach Fraser. You know how much I love Creed Humphrey. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody knew I wanted them to draft Creed Humphrey. And uh, when I watched Humphrey, if, if you watched him in interviews, he started playing center as a boy. And his whole career, he was a center. He studied all the greats. He, he traded, he wrestled. He did all the things to make himself a better player. He was the consummate professional center. And that's why I said he was by far the best uh, prospect I'd seen since maybe Pouncy. So now Zach Frazier has yeah. all those same qualities. He is super strong. Now he's six two and a little over three, but the dude with his with his uniform off, you know, he looks it. He's ripped up. He is yeah. super strong. He's a lot better physical shape than Humphrey, but they have the same mindset. He has the same anchor, the same low center of gravity. But I don't know if you've seen the last game where he got hurt. See, if you draft him, he's going to miss part of the beginning of next year because he had he's going to miss the ball game as he's having surgery. But he blew out his knee, and he got up and hopped off the field on one leg without any help because he knew if they had to call a player timeout that the West Virginia would lose their last timeout. And he limped all the way across and fell and crawled so that they wouldn't have to call a timeout to stop the game. That is the kind of guy, team-first mentality, tough guy that I want on the Steelers. So I think that Zach Frazier would be an excellent addition. uh, And with the injury, you might get him in the third round. That's true. I mean, his value is going to start to – to increase because of, of the injury, like you're talking about. And I didn't know about, about the injury, what, what exactly he, he suffered, uh, but it is going to, it is going to be one that's going to push him into the off season. Right. Oh yeah. And he'll miss like a I said, early part of next year. Yeah. But I would tell, yeah. I would ask everybody, look him up on YouTube. Okay. And it's the first clip that'll come up. And I want you to see what a warrior looks like do it everybody go check out zach frazier and uh fall in love already and then yep. uh, watch the ravens draft him so that's no, how no, <laughs> that's true that's true that's absolutely true all right uh, uh let's let's talk about this one here shannon um cut boy 412 says if we were to draft a quarterback this year what's the most likely round we got a lot of fans looking ahead 
Uh, they're done with this team. We talked about that before the show. I said, I'm done with this team. I'm done with this team all night on Thursday. And here I am wearing a Christmas sweater with the logo on it still. So I guess I'm not done with them. But, um, but okay, uh, I get it, though, looking ahead. Shannon, do you think the Steelers even look at quarterback this offseason? What do you think? It's just going to depend on how bad the rest of the season goes. I mean, if Mitch Trubisky continues to look as bad as he has, um, I know they've got him signed to what we thought was a reasonable contract for, you know, your backup quarterback. But he just, again, I don't see how any quarterback is going to excel in this offense. I, I really don't. Um, the Beyond just the simplicity of the design, um, the, the play calling has been bad. Yes, but they're still dealing with Canada's playbook, but the effort level from the players, certain ones, and we won't get into that right now. Um, it's <laughs> impossible to develop timing yeah. with guys that run, run route full speed and the next route half speed. If you did try to call, you know, uh, play, um, uh, an audible to line of scrimmage. Uh, if that wide receiver still thinks it's a running play, you see what kind of effort you're going to get. They'll be standing in the line. They'll be like, oh, crap, it's a, they, audible. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, there's so many problems there. Um, I keep mentioning I'd like to see the Steelers hire Hines Ward to be the wide receivers coach. You, yeah. you need somebody who's going to understand the standard and the culture and will accept nothing less. Uh, because we're not getting it. But as far yeah. as what round they might draft a quarterback, um, it wouldn't shock me to see them try to make a trade with Trubisky uh, and, and pick up another backup uh, in, say, mid to late round. But I think they're going to give Pickett another chance uh, yeah. with the new offensive coordinator to see what he can do. Yeah, I think they will draft after quarterback at, at some point in this in this draft um but i i don't think they go after one of the top guys i think they're they're thinking that the franchise we know this guy's going to be good guys are going to be gone way before they have a shot at it um but you know maybe in the second or third round they they go for the maybe the second or third tier of guys that that mm-hmm. kind of conglomerate up there and you're not going to take them over a plug and play defensive lineman. You're not going to take them over a plug and play offensive tackle, but they have the potential to turn into uh franchise quarterbacks. But um, I don't know. It's, it's going to depend on, on how the rest of the season plays, where you find yourself in the draft slot, what you think you can do as far as maneuvering with the players you currently have. Um, you know, there's, there's a reason that um, the draft comes after free agency, right? They, they mm-hmm. want to, they want to get, you want to get your vets in the building first. You want to see what you can get there and then go fill it out with the draft. Some people think it should be flip-flopped. Uh, I'm not one of those people, but I do think that the Steelers will look at quarterback this offseason because they have to. I mean, they have to look at it at least for the backup situation. And, um, you know, I think I, I've seen a couple comments here, um, you know, that, that they need to be out targeting uh, Justin Fields, bring in Justin Fields or – you know, maybe a, a veteran uh, quarterback or something like that. I would personally, I tweeted this out actually today while watching games. I think Justin Fields with a, with a play caller designed around his skill set 
I think um, he could absolutely improve this team right away. Uh, I think he's got more talent than than basically any quarterback out there. It's just he hasn't put it together yet. Maybe that's just a, a culture thing. Maybe that's the Chicago Bears coaching staff. Um, but I don't know. He he could be an upgrade on Kenny Pickett at, at the very least. But I just don't see the Steelers going that direction. I think they're going to give Kenny his his chance. He's a first round pick. They they want to develop him. They they don't like bringing in quarterbacks from the outside. They they like to win with the their homegrown guy. Um, and so I think that that's how they probably play this out. Is they give Kenny Pickett that third year? Whether if you're in the comment section. You know, whether you think he's the guy or not, I think he gets another shot. I really do, especially after the injury that's kept him out for the majority now of the time that Matt Canada won't be in Pittsburgh. All right, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we will answer more questions. Um, we will keep talking Pittsburgh Steelers football. Um, if you're watching live, obviously we're not going anywhere. We're just going to take a quick pause. And then if you're uh, listening on audio, wherever you get your podcasts later on, Listen to these words from our sponsors, and we'll be right back on the Steelers Q&A. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we are back here on the Steelers Q&A, the Sunday night Q&A. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Shannon White breaking down the Pittsburgh Steelers, where we stand, and answering your questions Good or bad, there's a lot of questions that Steeler Nation has right now. Uh, let's pop a couple up here. Another one from Afton. Do you think that the Steelers will trade some players to gain draft capital? If so, who would you target? Um, Shannon, do you have anybody that you 
<clears throat> like if you've got a short list of players that you're willing to trade away for draft capital, um, who is it and why is it Deontay Johnson? Yeah, yeah, you said it right. <laughs> At the top of my list would definitely be Deontay. Um, yeah. Because the team with a different style of offense, uh, like right now, I think he'd be a great fit for Kansas City. Mahomes could use him a little bit like he used uh, Tariq Hill. He doesn't have anybody like that right now. I mean, Johnson is not Tariq Hill in any way, but he can quickly get open, and it's something that they're needing right now. Uh, maximize his trade value. I want him to have yeah. a good end of the season to do just that. Um, I'm actually, unless something changes, I'm getting tired of George Pickens. Uh, I understand Ooh. his frustration, but the way you handle frustration says a lot about your character. And, I mean, if the kid was 12, I'd be like, okay, it's okay to act like a big baby. But he he's not 12. <laughs> he's old enough to, to vote and, and do a lot of things and drink it. He, so he's old enough to act like a man. And he doesn't. And, you know, yeah. here's Tomlin having enough trouble trying to keep his team together. And he's having to babysit him on the sidelines. Had two conversations with him throughout the game. Um, those type is obvious. Uh, what is not quite so obvious is Alex Highsmith. Mm. Um, I'm a wow. huge Highsmith fan. I'm a yeah. huge Highsmith fan. Uh, but I think that people are seeing what, and they're seeing how he's not been the same dominant factor in the last few games. And he's dealing with a heel injury. He's dealing with the finger. He's going to have surgery on He's dealing with uh, uh, a knee, I think I heard. So these little nagging injuries are starting to pile up like they did for JJ. So I don't think you'd get the same thing that for him that you would when I suggested trading him a couple of years ago. But mm -hmm. Alex Highsmith is young, and he is, he is a well-rounded player that if Herbie's the real deal, you know, and you can pick up another guy in the draft. Sometimes you got to trade a guy while his value is high to build other areas of the team. You have weaknesses. And as much as I wouldn't want to do it, you have to trade guys that have some value. And there is a guy that you might be able, because you do have Herbig behind him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're just looking for dark horse options, absolutely. And I know they just paid him the contract probably is actually not something that would keep other teams from being interested because the Steelers structure their contracts in a team friendly way. And so I would say that he, you know, he, despite him getting paid, it could definitely be an, an option. Um, I, this might be a little controversial, but I did want to go back to what, to your thoughts on, on Pickens here. Um, and I saw a couple comments as well that kind of echo. I think that, I think the biggest thing with George Pickens right now is, is he knows what he could be. And it's just absolutely killing him that nobody else on this team sees it. <laughs> that's my hope right now, actually, is, is that that's the case. And I get what you're saying that, you know, how you react to the um, unfortunate circumstance, the bad circumstance does tell a lot about your character, but I mean, how many of these, of these guys, if we just pulled them off their team, uh, would we, put on posters for our kids to be role models. I mean, not many, right? <laughs> so mm. uh, as far as like 
uh, him as a football player, though. I'm just saying that this guy has a chance to be elite. I really think he does. I think that you can build your team around him if you get the right quarterback in there and the right offensive system to highlight his skill set. They just haven't done that yet, uh, or we haven't seen it yet. And he's got to become a focus here and not just one of the wide receivers. He needs to be the guy that you build your passing offense around and, and then you work in the rest of the players. Do, do you want to build your passing offense around a guy with that level of maturity? I mean, how many how many guys look good in this offense? Nobody. Yeah, I mean, nobody. No, nobody but... looks good in this offense. Um, and there's no guarantee who the offensive next offensive coordinator coming in, what this offense is going to look like. And Pickens is the kind of guy that even if they are winning and somebody else makes a big play, if it's not him, he's pouting. That's a serious problem. Hmm. Losing and pouting is one thing. Winning and seeing somebody else be successful, a teammate, and you're still pouting and you're still unhappy, That that is a serious concern. I do not want to build my offense around a player with that attitude and that level of immaturity. Sure. I mean, I get that. Absolutely do. I just, I want to build my offense around guys with superstar potential though. And I think that he, he has that. Um, and superstar so, potential also includes maturity team first. Uh, I mean, yeah, Antonio Brown was dominant, but we see what happened. It blew up. You know, you yeah. can only play with dynamite so long. And, and like I said, I would rather have a Heinz Ward type than I would an Antonio Brown type. Because one is much more reliable and stable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I totally get that, one hundred percent. I just think you've got to when you're talking about when you're talking about trade targets here, and you've got a guy that maybe um, his, his biggest his biggest problem is his attitude. You know, maybe that can be remedied with with a, a better a better system that gets him the football. I don't. Well, I'll the, definitely see. They, they could do this. Trade him. I'd trade him right now to the Rams for Cooper Cup or Puka. I don't I can't say his last name. Yeah. Nakua. Yeah, Puka I don't Nakua. think <laughs> but hey, Puka Nakua. I would trade Pickens, Pickens for either one of them right now. Those guys have character. They they are team first guys. They have they act like men. I would yeah. trade for him for either one of them. And then hey, McVeigh's a genius, offensive genius. And he'll make Pickens the greatest thing since sliced bread. I don't yeah. care. Let him go on and break all the NFL records. But if that's his attitude, he's a cancer on a team. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, it's it it's a preferential thing, I guess. Here and and so fans, you decide. Who do you want to send him off because he's got a bad attitude? Do you want to keep him and, and risk the cancer to the locker room? There's. That's what the coaches are going to have to figure out with this guy. Absolutely. 100%. Well, since the Steelers drafted Antonio Brown, and then he become dominant, but then we see the attitude and all the mental problems. What have the Steelers accomplished as a team, yeah. as an organization? They had some big numbers, and he put up tons of yards. What did they win? Again, I'm talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers to be winners. I want them to act like winners. And it, to get back to being a contending team. And I think if you keep getting these kind of players, you're going to have these kind of problems. 
Absolutely. All right. Let's do another question here. So what's it going to take? This is from Faustino Flores. So what's it going to take to get the right people in the room? This is really good piggyback off of, of what we're doing here. The team needs better coaching for sure. It needs to improve the roster as well. What, what's it going to take to get the right people in the, in, in the whole organization here? Is this top down or does Mike Tomlin need to just change the way he's looking at, at players and, and coaches, what what's it going to take, Shannon? Well, Tomlin's brought in yes men. He's brought in buddies, people he had relationships with prior. We all want to work with people that we can communicate with. That's natural. And you know, and Tomlin is a great man, and he is a very good coach. But he is he has to have the talent because he's a player manager. He's not a statistician. A strategist. He's not like Bill Belichick. When you match them two guys up, Belichick's going to dominate Tomlin. Tomlin yeah. is more effective before the game than he is during the game. And if you watch these other guys, and it's they're doing all this stuff in game, making adjustments. That's not Tomlin. So Tomlin has to depend on his coaching staff. Well, if you have subpar coordinators and positional coaches, it's going to catch up with you. And it has caught up with the Steelers. Player development's not there. Player usage is questionable. Questionable at the best. Um, and we are seeing now how the, the, there's problems coming up. And they're having locker room issues, which is something that you used to, would never have seen. And you're having guys like Mika Fitzpatrick speak out about it. Having guys like Cam Hayward talk about how that it was always uh, put on the players to kind of govern that locker room. And you're you're not being able to control. You bring in the wrong type of attitudes, and you can no longer control them with a kangaroo court, which is what they used to do. Now the fines have got to come from ownership or from the coaches there. Yeah. So I, I believe that we're, this has been something that's been going on now for really about the last decade. But it's only now that you see the faults and the foundation that has to be addressed before they can move on. Yeah. I, I look across the league at, at who's successful right now. And I mean, you, you got to think of the Kansas city chiefs. Um, and I, I, you know, Andy Reed to me is, is an incredible strategist for offense. And then you combine that with superstar talent, obviously, but the defense is what's been carrying them this year. And this is not their best, best iteration of themselves. Um, but you look at, you look at Buffalo who's having an off year too. I mean, if you, if you think about it, really everybody in the AFC outside of Miami and Baltimore really is kind of having an off year, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the true all the time contenders. I mean, the chargers, I would have thrown in the, the playoff contention spot before the season. They're just, they're just a load of crap right now. I mean, they're just, they're not good. The Broncos, you know, they're playing better, but I wouldn't pit right now. I wouldn't pit anybody from the outside of of Miami and Baltimore right now against anybody in the NFC and hope for a Super Bowl championship. You know what I mean? I just think no, yeah. the Cowboys, the Niners, you know, these teams are better in the NFC. But I, my what I'm getting at here is that the the teams that have success, they they balance so well um superstar mentalities that you've got to control and putting together 
productive systems that feed these guys. And right now the Steelers aren't really doing either. They don't have control in the locker room because, Mm -hmm. you know, especially on offense, that's where we're seeing the issues is on offense because there's no veteran dogs on offense. You don't have the guy who's, who's the grizzled Marquise Pouncey, Ben Roethlisberger to keep everybody mostly in check uh, where on the defensive side, you've got Cam Hayward, you've got TJ Watt and, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick might not have the the stat production this year, but the way he talks in the locker room, that is a, a leader that these guys are going to respect on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I, I know said, that they're on the same team. And he said two he's had two altercations this year. Two yeah. separate ones, one of them with DJ. And that's yeah. that just goes to show you you have guys that are me first, and Mika's a team first. And he's trying to say, hey, this isn't how we handle things. And they don't respect him, even though he's an all-pro. Something they're not. It's something that yeah. they won't, They don't show him that respect like they used to do. And, and they've had altercations. Now, yeah. all teams have this. Yeah. But not to this degree. Not to, not to where it's a weekly meltdown on the sidelines. Last week, it was a weekly – it was a meltdown on the field. Piggins, yeah. you, stupid, you knew – Jeremy, you don't show up your teammates. Yeah. You don't. Like if a quarterback overthrows your low, th- you didn't show him up because, you know, yeah. you would get it from your teammates. Pickens and Johnson's like going through hysterics. I'm surprised they're going to lay on the ground kicking and screaming. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's so childish. I'm like, where do they find these jokers? Yeah. Yeah. I Going back to, to Minka, it's, it's, uh, he's not afraid to to get on anybody. I mean, remember when Cam Hayward had the the uh, late um, what was it? Late hit, the unnecessary roughness after a play last year, and it wasn't really on Cam. He got pushed into the guy. Yeah. yeah. But Minka, you know, he was like, Cam, what are you doing, man? We were getting off the field there, mm-hmm. and, and Cam's like, it wasn't me, you know, and. Uh, I just, Minka didn't I just see love, him get pushed. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I just yeah. love though that that Minka is is a tone setter for that locker room as far on the defensive side of the ball. But I know they're on the same team. That's what I was getting at earlier. But defense and offense, that's it's totally different. And they might as well not be on the same team. You've got to mm-hmm. have leaders on both sides of the ball because yeah, they're working in concert with each other. Yeah, they're teammates, but the goal of defense is is to be not friendly with the offense and if the offense isn't doing you any favors you're not going to be very <laughs> inclined to to want to be friends with those guys and and the offensive players aren't going to sit there george pickens isn't going to sit there and be like yes sir minka um he's going to be like you don't play my position you don't play on offense what are you talking about man and whether that's right or wrong you know i i don't think that's a good attitude to have but i mean that's the way they're going to react to this because it's it's apples and oranges as far as what you're comparing it to you've got to have the the leadership guys there somebody's got to step up and Najee Harris to me was was going to be that guy but he's too up and down (laughs) to me he's Mm -hmm. too emotional as well and so I don't I don't think that they've really got that guy in the locker room on on the offensive side of the ball no I think that's what definitely yeah that's what it's going to take is is going back to um Troy Palomalo when he was getting inducted into the hall of fame talking about that Steeler way, mm-hmm. finding guys who fit the Steeler way because 
that's how that organization is going to be run until the Rooney's no longer own the team, which who knows that could be never, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to find guys that fit that mold. And maybe, maybe it's not the flashiest college players anymore. (laughs) Maybe we don't need to be going to Georgia for any more offensive players. Um, I, I don't know if they're, uh, producing high quality, uh, people out of that, school uh, as much as they are high quality athletes but if that's let's get a, on to yeah it is it is absolutely important. important let's get on to a question i uh, we definitely have to address here before we close out from claude bishop this was asked a while ago i've wanted to get to it um this has to do with the steelers right now this week do you think that mason gets some reps with the first team offense this week i'm gonna say no <laughs> i'm gonna say no i think that Tomlin sticks to his guns and his gun right now is Mitch Trubisky. And he's going to, he's going to sit there and ride it. And uh, you can give all the, all the reasons in the world, why it wasn't all on Trubisky that they lost on Thursday against the Patriots. He had a big role in it, but he also took them down the field a couple of times late in that game. The in scoring position ran in a, a score as well. Um, so Tomlin's going to see that and see the positive and say, well, he put us in that position. Uh, it's, he's not the reason we lost the game. I'm going to say that Mason doesn't get any first team reps, but I also am going to say this. If Trubisky has a bad, bad first half against the Colts, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Mason gets put in there. I do think that Mitch's leash will be shorter this week than it was last week. I just think he's still going to get all the prep as, as the first team quarterback this week. What do you think? I think Mason should get reps. I I agree with that. Yeah, I think they should split the reps 50-50 because, again, Mitch has done nothing this year to make us believe that he's going to be able to lead them to some victories. Um, Again, the offense is such that none of the guys are going to be able to be spectacular, but they they have to be functional. And I said in my uh, one of my last stock report articles, if you're looking for somebody who could get the deep ball to Pickens, you know, Rudolph has a much better deep ball. So when you get them one-on-one matchups outside, I'd rather Rudolph throw it than Trubisky. Yeah. Uh, play action and working the middle of the field with the tight ends. That's more Rudolph than it is Trubisky. And um, a feel for the pocket, um, which is, is something that Trubisky, uh, you know, a lot of times he don't feel the pressure coming. And I think Rudolph is a little bit better in that regard. And he's not as immobile as people think. Every time that we say that, he gets in a game and he runs, gets a 20-yard run, and then he trucks the cornerback. So he wants to play, uh, and he will give you that effort level that I do like. So uh, I, I think yeah. they ought to split the so that both guys get reps. And then, yeah, uh, you know, as you said, if Mitch has a bad first half, then bring in Mason. Yeah, World Traveler 78 said exactly what you just said. They should split the reps just to send a message to Trubisky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think about the I think about the strengths of this wide receiver room, especially um, uh, well, I, not just the wide receiver room. Let me clarify that of the pass catchers. I yeah. think the Steelers have a lot of vertical pass catchers on this team. Mm-hmm. George Pickens is a vertical guy. Calvin Austin, I think, could be a vertical guy too. You know, you just use that speed. Um Pat Fryermuth is definitely a, a seam stretching tight end, a vertical guy. Uh, he yep. can be used there very effectively. I think Mason fits that 
that profile better. Uh, he just does from a, a skill set perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it, it just, Mitch, it just doesn't do it for me with Mitch Trubisky. There's, there's, uh, there's just so much that he just, it looks like after a certain point in a play, he's just like, whatever, and throws the football. You know? <laughs> And Couple that, times. that just doesn't, yeah, that doesn't yeah. work in the NFL. These guys are going to be in position more often than not. Um, they're that's just the way it is. So you got to try something else at this point. Losing with Mitch Trubisky is not, is not the better alternative than uh, losing with Mason Rudolph, you know, at least give him a shot, <laughs> let yeah. him try exactly because you can't do any worse. So, yeah, I think that's where, what, what we've come to. Is, yeah. It, why, how could it be any worse? I mean, I've been saying it all since they picked him up. Play Darius Rush, put him yeah. across from Porter Jr., and let him say, you know, press coverage, sick him, and then stay on him because it can't be any worse than watching Wallace get toasted regularly when he gets stuck out there. Yeah. And Wallace has value as a cornerback four, but he can't be cornerback three or cornerback two because he, he can't handle these matchups. So if you, you can at least do that eight or 10 times a game and start to figure out what you have in yep. your young talent. That's what I'm talking about. This team keeps acting like they're close to being a contender where they're really a pretender. Yeah. So let's accept the rebuild, accept the rebuild, develop these young players because that's how you're going to become a contender. And that means Give guys like Darius Rush some opportunities each game to show what they can do, and then yeah. you'll know what you have going into the offseason. Yep, absolutely, 100%. Uh, let me, as my final thought for the night, let me say this when we're talking about um, the direction of the offense and everything like that. Uh, I think that we're we're at least finding out here, Shannon, that um, Eddie Faulkner and, and Mike Sullivan, That's that's not – the the future <laughs> right no, we can no. eliminate them as well as canada and all that now so this offense is going to go an overhaul of of philosophy and design this offseason no matter what because somebody new is coming into that position mm-hmm. and um for all the lack of maturity on the offense maybe what the steelers need is that offensive coach that's been there done that for years and years kind of like Jim Schwartz did for the Browns defense this year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going to take no crap from you guys, go out mm-hmm. there and play football and be in the right spot. And if, if the Steelers can find that type of guy for the offense, then maybe that's exactly what they need. Maybe it doesn't need to be the flashy new guy that, that has all these new ideas and new concepts. Let's go get a been there, done that guy that has, has a reputation in this league for putting together winning offense and who can lead a group of guys that is in desperate need of some leadership. Shannon, yeah. any final thoughts from you before we uh, head out and, and enjoy our Sunday evening watching the Cowboys dismantle the Eagles? Oh, I haven't got to watch any of it yet, but okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Whatever the answer they need to, the Steelers have always been, that's why when they hired Kyer, they put complete trust in him. You know, he had his coaching staff, uh, and and they, they they always back away. 
and let guys, you know, develop their system and install their schemes. That's what's got to happen this year. And, and, and it can't be the easy answer or the obvious answer. And it definitely can't be the cheapest answer. Yeah. That's long been a, the part of their reputation. And there is no salary cap on coaches. So whatever right. they do, they want to get a guy that they feel like is going to be there for a while to grow with this rebuilding team. Because if he's great and then you lose him in two years, you might lose him before you get a chance at a Super Bowl. So that's yeah. why I'd like to see a younger protege who is wanting an opportunity, who is hungry, who's going to put in them hours and can, you know, it can relate to some of the younger players as well. Because right now there's a disconnect between our coaching staff and a lot of the players. And, and you know, you can break in your leadership from a Heinz Ward, which I'll keep mentioning because I think it would be <laughs> a great hire. But there's yeah. other guys. But but you this team needs some mental toughness and some maturity, and you can get that from positional coaches even. So, yeah. but uh, you know, this year I I don't know what I want to see now uh, because you're not going to be able to develop Kenny Pickett right now. He's hurt. Uh, so anything you do do is guys are playing for the jobs that are futures. So uh, hopefully get your superstars through the rest of the year without any serious injuries and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's gotta be the plan at this point. And maybe they'll stay in this crazy AFC playoff hunt, but it's, I mean, we, we, we know the direction that goes even as well. So um, let's, I mean, part of me says, let's enjoy four more games, man, four more games, maybe a playoff game, whatever we've got left of the Steelers season, because all too soon, there will be no football for seven months and that is not going to be uh, fun, <laughs> you know, and we'll yeah. have an off season of changes to look forward to. Obviously you can get hyped up for, for the off season, but the games are starting to wind down. And uh, like we did today, just enjoy the game of football and, and watch good players make good plays. That's what I've been doing today. It's been a lot of fun to see uh, star players play like it and, and get out there and play good football and, Actually, watch good offense for a change. <laughs> That's hey, been fun too. Yeah, I want to mention this, Dave, our ah. beloved colleague. He did have an excellent article today, talking about was everybody hopefully already read, but talking about yeah. guys that you know people it kind of went under the radar that the Steelers lost and what they meant to the team, and that is an excellent point. That what I was talking about yeah. with these positional coaches. And, you know, Tomlin can't be the only guy who's a father figure, you know, and an example and a leader. you got to have it in these other guys too. So um, uh, I thought that was a great point and I wanted to mention it. Very good point. Absolutely. Definitely worth your read as well. Um, mm -hmm. Dave, as always, does a fantastic job with it. Um, Shannon, that's going to be a wrap for us here on this episode of the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. We'll be back next Sunday night as well because the Steelers play on a Saturday, baby, mm -hmm. against the Indianapolis Colts, 4 p.m. on NFL Network or NFL Plus, whichever one of those you have. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch um, as they do whatever they do. Uh, it may not be fun to watch. I, I say that um, uh, ironically as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on it, though. Shannon, thanks again for joining me. As always, it's Thank fun you. to have you on when we can get you on. 
and we'll be back next week. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your questions. Do it again next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.